What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we're on episode 84 this week, man. 84. That's right, that's right. Back starting to hurt, starting to get a little gray hair, and got some dentures in. But you know, we're still <laughs> rocking and rolling. Well, damn, what are we going to look like at 100? Exactly, Shit. exactly. If that's 84, I, I don't know, man. I know, I know. But we're still bringing you the latest and greatest industry news that came out of Hollywood this week. There's some crazy shit, honestly. All because, kinds of stuff. Yeah, fucking Tinder, you know, the hookup slash dating app. Swipe left, it's, swipe right. Yeah, apparently that is getting into the streaming content game. They have their own original series that they just wrapped on that we're going to be talking about. It's super weird because it's like post-apocalyptic Walking Dead zombie type shit. So I'm very confused by this. Yeah. I'm swiping left on it before uh, yeah, we even start right. talking about it. I'm just going to I'm going to swipe left yeah, on it. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. And then we got so much other stuff. Of course, Disney, Netflix. Uh, we got some HBO Max stuff. Just so much stuff what? broke this Disney week. Disney and Netflix? I know, We right? never talk about them. Never. 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 I we mean, do want to give a shout out to Will Beinbrink, uh, who was supposed to be joining us this week on the show, but he's a little under the weather. He's feeling kind of bad. So uh, best wishes for him for a speedy recovery, and he will be back on the show soon. So uh, thanks uh, for everybody who was tuning in to listen to Will, but we promise he'll be back soon. So Yep, yep. And for your host this week are myself, JLo Fantastic, and the one and only Mouth. What up? And of course, before we get this thing started, we gotta plug our merchandise. Just got my hat in last week, and man, it looks just fantastic. Head over to our website, crazyamedia.com. Click on the merchandise tab where you can start picking up your crazy gear. We got hats, sweatshirts, hoodies, tank tops, bags, basically anything that you want in your apparel life, in your closet, we got it for you with our own custom designs. And man, do they look good. Free shipping and it's pretty fast. So I definitely recommend it. It's amazing it is really fast it really is. you got it like like quick yeah i mean it only took like four days since i ordered it so and then it came in the mail it's not too bad i was very proud very happy very happy <laughs> well let's get this thing started off with the mouse house what's going on with them m-i-c okay k-y no i'm not gonna say no okay <laughs> okay this one's a really interesting story we're gonna start off with Disney has partnered with Microsoft, mm. okay? Oh, this is going to parlay well because we're going to talk about Apple too. And that's going to be interesting because maybe this partnership would have been with Apple instead. Right. But it's not. It's with Microsoft. And what they're going to do is they're they're going to move key parts of their movie making and distribution process to the cloud. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. It's a five-year partnership being spearheaded by Disney Studio Lab. Yeah. So basically what this is, they, they talk about it. It's from scene to screen. Mm -hmm. And what it's going to be is they're going to be editing, cloud-based editing, which will allow Disney more to, to more easily collaborate across multiple locations. Okay. So I'm guessing, you know, from, from wherever studio locations they have across wherever they're filming right. and doing the different thing, they're going to be able to edit in this cloud-based system so that no matter where their editors are or what's going on, they're able to easily access the information and all this kind of stuff. So while that sounds really cool, my thing is, remember when Sony got hacked? Yeah. I mean, aren't you a little bit worried? Like, you're putting up a film that isn't right. out yet because it's still in post-production right. and it's being edited and everything. 
I mean, you see how easy the cloud gets hacked. Yeah. Look at all these celebrities getting their pictures stolen and shit. Do you want your un- out there film in the cloud? Well, my thing, I hope that they, because I mean, it's Disney. So hopefully they have the top notch of the security programs for this cloud. And I mean, it would definitely make things a lot easier because, you know, we've ran into, run into this problem. We have. With uh, storing places on the internet somewhere just to where everyone in our company can access the same information, right. the same data, the same script, all that good stuff. And it's it's hard to find a place that has enough storage to put everything on there. There so, is. Like you said, hopefully um, it'll just stay safe, honestly. I, I but, mean... And, and then the difference between Disney and Sony is I don't think Sony – or I don't think Disney is making a film about North Korea, Kim Jong-un. <laughs> so I believe true. wholeheartedly the interview is the reason Sony got hacked. I, so uh, Yeah, yeah, I, I don't like, disagree with that. But then, uh, like I said, you, I, I just you – you hear about all of these celebrities getting their shit stolen yeah. from the cloud and everything. I just – I don't know. But I do know that one of the world's leading internet security, you know, and cloud security, cybersecurity guys – is pretty close to Disney. Robert mm-hmm. Ervichek from Shark Tank. Oh. His company's one of the world leaders in. So y- you figure they got a little connection. They got yeah. a guy they can call up. You know, Robert, uh, are we good? Right. You know, right. just saying. Like, I, I just feel like. But good luck. You're right. I mean, we found some stuff that works for us that enables us to share everything the way we want to and everything. So, yeah, it's, I thought it was really interesting. And go ahead, Microsoft, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, mm. you wanted to transition into Apple. They got some stuff going on, especially with their Oprah Winfrey and Prince Harry series that they got working on with the production partnership there. Uh, you know, it's a documentary series about the mental health that's going to be Apple on Apple TV+. Plus. Yep, yep. And they just also announced three key members of the show's creative team, which is directors, executive producer, uh, Don Porter, and... Oh, man, that's all you. <laughs> uh, Asif Kapidia? Uh, yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. And uh, the showrunner and executive producer, uh, Kane Copperman. Uh, sure. Yeah, sure. sure. Along with uh, Winfrey, Prince Harry, and Radical Media's John Cameron and Dave uh, Sherlink. Why does everybody have crazy <laughs> names? I know it's not your choice, but damn. That's right. Butchering, that's right. butchering. So, yeah, I- they're just announcing some key players that are going to be making big decisions for this docuseries. Absolutely. I'm excited about this one. It, it, it's to kind of like end the stigma that is associated with mental illness. Yeah. I know it's been a really big thing for Prince Harry and, and actually the whole royal family. Yeah. And so, you know, you get Oprah involved and right. Apple involved. That's that's pretty big. Exactly. So, and you know, they announced it at that when they did the announcement for Apple TV launch or whatever, yeah. you know, and so now they're obviously getting the team together and i mean yeah i'm excited for the anything oprah yeah obviously you know it's going to be good exactly and then you know yeah i I, like i said and it's been something really close to the the royal family so you know they're committed to it right passionate about it right i just think it's going to be a a great thing definitely definitely and i hopefully it just changes people's mind there's a lot of people out there that still think that mental health like to keep healthy healthy with your mental health is a choice and that depression and anxiety are not mental disorders. Right. So hopefully this changes some people's attitudes towards those subjects because that is very much alive and well. Panic attacks happen every single day in stressful environments. Yeah, and depression is no joke, man. Exactly. I mean, uh, we're losing a lot of people 
to depression. Exactly. You know, a lot of suicides. And and it, you're right. I mean, a lot of people just think it's, oh, it's a choice. It's not this. It's not that. But I think this is a, a great documentary because there does need to be more awareness mm-hmm. of the situation and of the problem. And exactly. maybe we can stop a lot of these suicides. Exactly. And, you know, and kind of exactly. – so good for Oprah and Prince Harry for putting a spotlight on it yeah. and getting the message out there Definitely. and everything. And then kind of like – Bringing it back a little bit, and what I was going to say, the, a lot of interesting stuff coming out of uh, Disney about Apple. Yeah. As you guys know, we talked about it last week. Bob Iger stepped down; he resigned from the board of Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he, and basically sending a message that while they they respect each other and he's good friends with Tim Cook, and they're competitors now with yeah. the streaming service. Well, Bob has written a new book, and he's just kind of coming out with a lot of information, and he kind of hinted over the last couple days or so that. He believes that if Steve Jobs was still alive and still running Apple, that Disney would have acquired Apple. The two companies would have merged together and become like this juggernaut type, you know. That would have been uh, wild. Thing. It would have been crazy if that was even allowed. Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, that, would that have ever gotten past the uh, Department of Justice? Right. You're right. Um, but to even think about that yeah. though, is just astonishing. Um, I mean, you know – Steve Jobs, after the Pixar buyout, you know, was on the the Disney board, mm-hmm. the largest shareholder. Um, you and he know, played a major role in getting Marvel. In Marvel, yeah, yeah he released that too. Apparently, he, you know, the the story goes, Bob Iger wanted to get Marvel, and um, uh, Ike uh, Permaletter, I think I say, there you go with the crazy yeah, names I know, again. I know. Um, wasn't a fan of Bob Iger oh. and and wasn't really sure he wanted to sell to Disney. Yeah. He didn't think it was a good idea. He was hesitant. So story goes, Bob Iger reached out to Steve Jobs and said, Hey, I kinda I kinda wanna go after Marvel. I wanna bring Marvel into the stable. And he he knew that Steve didn't know a whole lot about it, so he brought all these comic books, like a library of comic books, so that he could explain the universe to right. him and everything. And so he walks in the room, and Steve Jobs apparently just shoves all the comic books aside and says, yeah, I've never read a single comic book in my life. I hate them more than I hate video games. Yeah. And so you can only imagine what Bob's thinking at that point, but then Steve's like, do you want it? Yeah. Is it the next Pixar? Is it important to you? Yeah. And Bob's like... I don't know if it's the next Pixar, but it's important, and I feel like it'll separate yeah. us from the rest of the group. And that was it. Yeah. Appar- apparently, Steve Jobs calls up Ike, says, Bob's a man of his word, and if he's saying he's going to do this for you and it's going to be a good deal for you, I believe him. You should do it. Yeah. And Ike called up Bob. The deal went through, as you guys know, $4 billion, and he told him flat out. He told Bob, I wouldn't be doing this, but... Steve Steve says you're a good guy and yeah. you're a man of your word, so I'm going to go ahead and do this. And the rest is history, guys. $4 billion was what they bought Marvel for. They've released 23 films, which have made $23 billion. Yeah. And that's just the movies. That's not all the merchandise and all the kind of stuff. Exactly. So I'd say everybody won on that. Exactly. Thank you, Steve Jobs. As a Marvel fan, as an Apple fan, as a Disney fan... Thank you, Steve Jobs. Seriously, uh, <laughs> man. It's such a legacy, honestly. Yeah, yeah. You know, it makes you just really, really uh, – it's tragic that, that he was taken the way that he was taken right. and, and so soon because, man, where where would things be right. if that guy was still alive? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. I mean so much of the entertainment industry we see today is because of Steve Jobs. I mean basically 
I feel like the majority has an iPhone. I feel like the majority, at least family-based people, go see Pixar movies because they're a huge hit now. Yeah. And basically everyone goes see Marvel movies, and this is all because of Steve Jobs. Yeah, look, traditional animation is all but gone. It's slowly trying to make a comeback now, but for a while it was gone, and that's because everybody tried to emulate Pixar. Exactly. You know, so... Computer animation, Exactly. So, yeah, he definitely... And and to think that all spawned from Lucas. Yeah. It's so weird how it's all connected because now Lucas is part of Disney. It's so amazing how that all happened. But you know what they all have in common? Bob Iger and George Lucas and Steve Jobs and even let's go to Eisner who was all kind of a part of that too. They're all visionaries. Yeah. They're visionaries who just, you know, they're genius, and and it's amazing. Agreed. It's amazing. Agreed. Something else that's pretty amazing, heading over to Warner Brothers, they have optioned the rights to the Funko and Warner Animation Group. Uh, They they will develop a film based on these distinctive collector figures. That's pretty exciting because we're a huge fan of Funko. Yeah, oh, what? Yeah, yeah. If you see any of our pictures on social media, you see our office is filled with Funkos. Um, We we both have uh, collections of them we're, we're continuing to collect them they're awesome they're exactly. freaking awesome now I, I hope that this movie they can maybe partner with disney and do some kind of a workout kind of a deal thing because they were talking about doing that epic marvel and dc right. crossover yeah, that'd be and if that's the funko movie that we're gonna get that would be badass Hell without yeah. doubt but if not they have plenty of funko characters or whatever I thought this was interesting because they said the reason that they decided to go into this deal was the success that they had with Lego, yeah. you know, with the Lego movies and stuff, but they've seen that kind of die down a little bit. And so they're like, okay, where where's the next thing? Where's yeah. the next? And Funko is it. Yeah. So smart move on their part. I think a Funko movie is going to be Funko fantastic. I mean, yeah, it's going to be – Exactly. You know. Exactly. I mean, they've partnered on this thing for the next 20 years, for close to 20 years anyway. And uh, the Warner Animation Group has an Oscar-nominated director and designer – uh, Teddy Newton crafting the storyline with Disney animation veteran uh, director Mark Dindle. See, there you go. So there's already a Disney Warner collaboration. Exactly. So maybe Bob can get together with Warner Media and say, "Yeah, you can use some Marvel guys," and boom. Exactly. Let, 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 oh man, please let that happen. That'd I know, awesome. right? That would be right. so bad. If anybody hasn't seen the Funko documentary on Netflix, be sure to go check that out. Uh, you see that they basically started off as bobbleheads and have transitioned into yep. these amazing collectibles now. So definitely worth the watch if you're into that sort of thing. Oh man, let's head over to HBO Max. They got a lot of stuff coming out. We got three specific stories. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's start off with this one that we've been talking about the last few weeks. Uh, the Showtime Lakers series that they are putting together. Some huge casting announcements. Devon Nixon is mm-hmm. set to play his dad, who was Norm Nixon, who was a playboy that overcomes the crazy odds of the and he's an all-star point guard for the Lakers. He does expert maneuvers and complexities of the NBA star- stardom until the young, talented rookie 
Magic Johnson comes into play. Yeah, so, I, I re- and you know, as 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 J Lo points out numerous times, I'm old. Yes, so I'm old enough to. That was my team. Showtime yeah. was my team. The '80s Lakers. That was it, man. You know that that was it. And I remember, I remember him. I remember when Magic came in. Mm-hmm. This guy was running the team. Yeah. This is the point guard. This is like the badass. And uh oh, here comes Magic. And he's like, you thought you were a badass, exactly. But I'm Magic. They call me Magic. Exactly. And it, yeah, it was a little tumultuous at first yeah. as you would think it would be it would be like somebody coming in and telling jordan your time's over right you know i mean so you can imagine um yeah i'm excited man so many you know they announced the cast for the i'm super excited about this yeah. project I, I think it's going to be amazing yeah i mean i right now it says he's only on there to be his dad for the pilot but i'm guessing this thing's going to be a massive hit and it's so. going to be like the whole series and the whole um, the rest of the season. So I'm, like we said, very excited about that. Um, yet to name what it's going to be called, uh, mm-hmm. they it's still unknown, and still think we're probably going to start seeing stuff at the beginning of next year. So cannot wait for that. Um, I still don't know what HBO Max's price is going to be. There was some speculation around like seventeen to eighteen dollars. Um, I don't know if they've ever really confirmed that. Right. So we are going to be waiting to hear that news because they got a lot to compete with. Like we said, um, the bundle package for ESPN, Disney Plus, and Hulu that's being twelve ninety nine. Apple being four ninety nine. Uh, Netflix being between. Uh, 10 and 14 however much it is now because you yep. know they raise it yep. and close it whenever and uh nbc universal the peacock is <laughs> um, free <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Uh, yeah, yeah. we'll be talking about the peacock broadcasting uh streaming service a little bit later but continuing on with hbo max's stuff the Boondock series, we announced that the Boondocks, the classic animation series that was on Adult Swim, yep. is coming back to the streaming service. Well, apparently, they like everything that the writers and the showrunners are producing for the first season, and they already picked it up for another season. Season 2 is already confirmed, and there's going to be 24 overall episodes, so that's 12 a season. And it is set to premiere fall of 2020 with a 50-minute special. And all of the 55 previous episodes of this series are going to be available on HBO Max when it launches in the spring. I'm very excited about this because it was a very good storytelling of these characters and i just can't wait to see how they move forward with this i'm guessing the kids are are now like teenagers or it'd be kind of cool if they were like in college and shit yeah yeah uh, doing that and i want to see if grandpa's still alive because he was getting pretty up there but (laughs) um yeah they're just announcing a whole bunch of shit they're ramping up stuff because you know man the streaming wars are alive and well streaming wars it's a yeah yeah i mean and Speaking of streaming wars, you know, Netflix lost Friends. They lost The Office, which is, you know, we're going to talk about Netflix in a minute. But everybody's vying. I just saw saw the news. $2 billion Mm. have been paid out by the entertainment companies for classic television shows in this streaming wars. $2 billion so far. And guys, that's for like four shows. Right, <laughs> like, like the latest is Big Bang Theory. Yep. Uh HBO Max is going to is going to be the exclusive home for that. 600 million dollars, guys, they paid for Big Bang Theory. Yeah. 
It's crazy. It's it's not going to be an exclusive home. They still have a cable deal with TBS. No, right, the but then after years. after the yeah, after, after that, that ends, it's only yeah, going. So exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you can still see it on cable for the next four years. But yeah, after if, that, yeah, if and, HBO Max is still around, right? Because I mean, like we said, they haven't announced their price point yet, so that might stray some people away from that, and they might have to AT and T and Warner Media might have to rethink what they're doing. Right, and, and if you have cable, yeah, exactly. Like I mean, there's talk that cable is going to be gone in, in in less than a decade exactly. so i mean that that whole tbs thing uh, will you still have tbs exactly uh, it, it's so crazy to me and here here's the 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 thing that just really is mind-boggling to me they're dropping 600 million dollars you know the the other you know you, we talked about uh the office and friends getting picked up these are just domestic yeah, rights exactly. just for this co- not global they're mm-hmm. paying half a billion dollars to show it just in this country yeah and i'm like what the fuck i know i mean i know i mean they can imagine how much money they are missing out on that overseas because a lot of their income and a lot of their profits come from overseas exactly so i yeah i mean because uh, let's be honest about it i feel like the united states is the entertainment mecca of the world and a lot of the content is coming from us I mean, sure just be honest about it I mean, yeah that, about i mean it. that that much that i i don't disagree with that but we also have seen like how many the office let's just uh, talk yeah. about the office for example how many of our huge hit shows here are remakes of, of British yeah. shows. That's a good point. So I think it translates well. And then yeah. oddly enough, they like to see our versions of their shows because yeah. all these shows do really well exactly. globally. Exactly. So like it, Shameless, it seems like the, yep. our Shameless has done better than yep. – But I feel like the two offices, like they're, I feel like they're kind of head-to-head. Because, I uh, agree. Yeah, they have a great cast over there for that one. Agreed. So, I mean – but you were talking about globally and domestically. Well, Netflix just landed the worldwide, that's globally, yep. uh, rights for the iconic sitcom Friends. Oh, my goodness. And a five-year deal with distributor No, Sony. wait. Seinfeld, right? Yeah, I just I said friends because I want it to be friends. <laughs> you don't I understand J Lo and Lil Cam's obsession with friends. Yes, it's an obsession. I'm just gonna say it. Exactly. It's an obsession. But I think it's because they saw uh, all the Twitter rule war between oh, friends yeah. and Seinfeld, and they saw that. I mean, look, I'm gonna be honest about it. Seinfeld won the majority uh, because I I don't know. Maybe there's an older audience on there is i mean uh, but Twitter. like seriously though there's a lot of love for seinfeld yeah there, there is. is the I show mean, about nothing <laughs> the show about nothing it, it, you know and and i don't know if a lot of people know but curb your enthusiasm uh enthusiasm's uh, larry david mm-hmm. was the co-creator of seinfeld yeah. and you know george is loosely based yeah. on him yeah uh, so it is a show about nothing but it's actually about real life people yeah. and it was extremely popular back i mean that's the show everybody wanted to make a guest starring appearance yeah. on it's prior to friends i gotta say i mean courtney cox that's where i first saw her so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well and, and uh, terry hatcher it's mm-hmm. one of the the most famous episodes of all time are the boobs real or yeah, not episode right. um it just so many people guest starred on that show yeah. so but you bring up a great point though this is worldwide mm-hmm. so they paid 500 million which is just a little less than what warner media paid for um big bang big bang but it's all worldwide yeah 
So, and then that this brings up the question: Who's going to get Friends as global? Mar- could Netflix could exactly. still get a piece of Friends exactly. for all we know? We don't know. Yeah. So but you cannot watch it here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Got to go to Italy. Well, you hear about all these streaming services though penetrating the foreign market, penetrating yeah. that. That's the like their their main priority. Yeah. So the global distribution is a big deal. Exactly. So I mean, smart move by Netflix. Yeah. You know, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. And but I mean. Uh, It'll be interesting because I, I don't know if Frasier, because Frasier was on uh, Netflix for a while, but I think now it's on Hulu, and Seinfeld is on Hulu right mm-hmm, now, and it's mm-hmm. going to go over to Netflix. So maybe I think Cheers might still it's on because they bounce around right, so much. Right. Well, like, and I, I I'm real curious because you know obviously both Seinfeld you like said going to Netflix, but. Cheers and uh, Frasier both also on NBC, so yeah. you've got to wonder if the Peacock's going to ramp up Just and try to go cool for those yeah. two shows, you know, outbid the other ones so that they can get their shows on on um that I mean that I loved both streaming, Cheers and yeah. Frasier, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah. But so there you go, two billion dollars for Big Bang Theory, Friends, The Office, and Seinfeld. Yeah, two billion dollars for four shows, guys. <laughs> Insane. It is crazy. Insane. It is. Streaming wars. Uh, yeah. It really is. It really is. Well, Netflix just uh, took a little dip. It looks like Jupiter Jupiter's legacy showrunner, uh, Stephen S. D. Knight, has stepped down yep. from his upcoming superhero series. Now, what is this exit over? Uh, well, apparently creative differences. Uh, and, of and, yeah, and a search is underway for the replacement. Here's the thing, though. It comes halfway through production of mm. the eight episodes, Damn. so like four of them are already done. Yeah, um, they were worried about getting a replacement for them, but the Netflix says they have no plans to go on hiatus while they're looking for a new showrunner. Yeah, they're going to continue on with now. For anybody who's not familiar, Stephen Denight, uh, Daredevil. Oh, he was okay. the showrunner for Daredevil yeah. and the creator of Daredevil for Marvel. So he's pretty popular on Netflix, yeah. and and we know the guy can can do a show yeah so this, i so feel like this is gonna be just goes goes to one of these other superhero shows that netflix is coming out with I, or I, he's I, jumping oh, ship i don't know but it, it, it i don't know it's it's creative differences screams to me that maybe there was a conflict yeah i mean you can't I, he's got to be unhappy with yeah. what happened with ne- uh daredevil well, of course. even though he had left daredevil yeah you know before the whole thing went down but i mean still yeah i, I just feel like there's got to be some animosity there yeah maybe i'm just throwing stuff out there causing trouble but maybe, i, I maybe. don't know stirring um, the pot yeah stirring the pot. Ooh, it would be interesting though like you said if he goes to a, raising dion yeah. yeah have you guys seen oh my yeah. god looks so good exactly. michael b jordan executive producing and starring in exactly. um with uh, Jason Ritter and stuff. Yeah. That looks... How, what if he jumps on there? Exactly. Oh, my or God. the Umbrella Academy. Or the Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Either one. We know the guy's talented as fuck. Yeah. So, I mean, it'd be really cool to see what, what happens there. Exactly. It'd be really cool. Major pickup, man. Yep. He would be a major pickup. Oh, man. We've been talking about this one the past couple uh, months, episodes, honestly. Uh, pfft, Amazon's The Lord of the Rings series is coming back to New Zealand. Is That's pretty exciting because that's where the original films were shot. Yep, yep. And we know this is probably going to be the most expensive series ever, Yep. period. Yep. <laughs> now, do you think that this is a... An attempt to, <laughs> an attempt to. It's funny I should say this when they're talking about spending a billion dollars on the series, ah. but an attempt to save some money. I think they're going to New Zealand because 
The Shire is still there. Yeah, exactly. All that shit that was made for the movies is still there. Yeah. It's like a tourist thing now. So, yeah. like, you know, the, the the little the little houses and, like, all the stuff, all that, I, I mean, I would assume that would save a shit ton of money than having to try to build all that shit again. Right. And it was spot-on perfect. Yeah. So why not use spot-on perfect locations <laughs> that already exist? Yeah. It just seems to make sense to me. Yeah, because, I, I, I mean, just, right along with that, I feel like they're probably going back to New Zealand just to pay homage and keep the original lord of the rings fans happy right so it looks the same exactly and we do know peter jackson has been brought on as at least a consultant yeah so i'm sure he said hey guys we still have all this like why don't you just go there there. i'm consulting use my shit exactly i mean so (laughs) i would think but i don't know i'm just so nervous about this series i know i'm a huge lord of the rings fan i loved the movies i loved the books i'm hoping all of the best for this series. Seriously. I, 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 but I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know. I and know. still no like announcement of when this thing will actually be seen ever. They're still making casting <laughs> announcements for it. So like yeah. this could be like two years away. Exactly. Like because exactly. it, it's going to be a lot, man. It is. It's going to be a lot. It is. Well, let's head over to the Peacock, mm. NBC, the streaming service. That's right. uh, they released that this week that they were going to be known as NBC Universal, the Peacock streaming service yes, or something the, like yes, that. Yeah. Just, just that. That's really weird. I it feel is. like you could have picked a different name. I understand the Peacock is known everywhere for your NBC logo and everything, but yeah, eh. mm. <laughs> yeah I mean, it could, yeah, you could have come up. But to be fair, none of these people have been really creative with their names. It's true. Apple, Apple, you know, TV Plus, yeah. Disney Plus. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. You're supposed to be like marketing I geniuses, know. and this is the best you can do? HBO Max. Yeah. We're not pl- – at least it wasn't HBO Plus. Uh, yeah, no, you right. know, Yeah, but Peacock, I, I mean, know. come on. That would be like CBS. I, I will say this. CBS at least – you know, for what all access? Yeah. At least they didn't go with I, yeah. the I streaming or whatever, because right. that's our logo. Yeah. I mean, Peacock, and like I was saying, you know, we were talking about this uh, before the show. If I have to hear the stupid boom, boom, boom before every fucking show that I watch right. on the NBC streaming app, I'm gonna get sick of it real quick. Yeah, just like when you sign into Netflix. Yeah, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna get old real quick. Yeah, seriously. Um, but I guess. This is a good time to transition into politics. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And by politics, I mean governor, governor, Zach Morris. Yeah, that's right, Yeah, that Zach Morris from Bayside Eye. Fucking Saved by the Bell coming back. (laughs) That's right. The Peacock is desperate for content. Yes, they are. So they're going to bring back Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Does anybody want a Saved by the Bell no. like reboot? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just they mm. all look rough. Other than Zach and Mario, man. Yeah, like, yeah, they all have like kind of went away. <laughs> yeah. Now, the description. The the reason I said politics. I'm kind of kind of goofing around here a little bit, but I'm being serious. The premise is is that Zach is now the governor of California. And he has decided to close down some underperforming schools in bad neighborhoods and merge these students with higher performing, more affluent schools, Bayside High being one of them, which causes tension and problems with bringing in the poor kids into the rich schools and like the underperforming schools and everything. So that's what the premise is. Obviously very trendy for today's topics, what's going on today in society and everything. But – 
first of all, can you even get Zach? Exactly. Because Mark Paul Gosler's got a new show, Mixed-ish, coming, exactly. up, coming up. I think his role is going to be guest starring. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like, yeah. Popping in every once in a while. Like, yeah. I feel like he'll be referenced a lot, or even sometimes, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be guest star yeah because i mean so far the only two elizabeth berkeley and mario lopez are the only two yeah. confirmed to be coming back for sure exactly um and then like are you gonna dye his hair blonde again because his hair yeah brown. It, it's brown <laughs> so yeah that's that yeah, mm, mm. and i mean where do you got i mean like screech and I like know. all i just i don't know I man know. do you want to dabble into the porn director industry <laughs> coming back like or in like Lisa, you know, she's done some plastic surgery. Yeah, not look yeah, the same. no. And, and uh, Jesse's coming back as well. And um, yeah. I don't know about uh, what's-her-face there. Um, uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen? Yeah. Yeah, or will we get a guest appearance from Leah Remini, who right. was on? How many people remember she was on Saved by the Bell? Right. Like, oh. You know who was also on Saved by the Bell for an episode? Our buddy Danny Strong. Yes, he yes, was. he was. <laughs> you know, oddly enough, though, it was a huge hit when it was on. Yeah. And there were a lot of guest appearances. Tori Spelling was on it. Yeah. There was a lot of people who were desperate to make guest appearances on that show. Yeah. So it was, like, really weird. Yeah. And, I mean, but, Mr. Belling, Mr. Belding's looking kind of rough, too. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. I just We should say it's not the only ancient one that they're trying to bring back. There's yeah. an even older one that they're trying to Punky Brewster. I didn't even know no, what no. was. Yeah, far. Fuck you. No, you should have heard him shouting out into the office earlier. He's like, what's Punky Brewster? No idea. What? Like, (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) Uh, Come on, guys. Anybody my age group knows Punky Brewster, Sole Moonfry, right? But they're bringing that one back. And I'm like, what's next? BJ and the Bear? Are they going to do a remake of BJ and the Bear? Because that would be... Although I don't know, maybe, maybe, you know, He's like, just, maybe. <laughs> you know, it was an odd premise to begin with a truck driver driving around the country with a chimp, <laughs> but I mean, it worked for a couple seasons, so I mean, fuck it. That's so um, weird. <laughs> What it's really hell? weird. Like, you know what I wouldn't, though, be surprised? The other Greg Evigan show, yeah. My Two Dads, mm. that seems like it would be really relevant, relevant now yeah. that you could probably do a reboot or a remake of yeah. that show and probably have it be pretty successful. Yeah. So I, I don't know, just throwing out ideas, but man, come yeah. on. And I just feel like, you know, we were talking about this earlier, too, these streaming wars everybody's going to be clamoring for content. But we talk about this all the time on the show. Instead of digging into your vaults and finding – give the original creators some chances, man. There's so much great content out there that you could be filling your shit with instead of digging up Punky Brewster. Like, I I don't know. I'm just saying. I think uh, NBC is just trying to take the cheap route. I think that's what it is. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's a strong possibility. Because let's be honest about it. They don't have the money. Yeah, that Disney. That's what I'm saying. Or you know Netflix yeah. or or even Amazon and Apple have. Yeah. So you gotta you know you gotta go where you go. Yeah, they're going back to the vault and trying to awake the dead. But Punky so. Brewster, that's beyond the vault. That's buried under the vault. Yeah, like that like... shit is like old as dirt. <laughs> like I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, you know, because you watched it. So <laughs> I just said, I'm just saying. Well, anyway, guys, Taylor Swift is coming back for the voice. <laughs> Taylor, did you hear that? You haven't even hit puberty yet, uh, whatever. Whatever. Taylor Swift. Whatever. It's like Bobby Brady all of a sudden. Uh, whatever. Like. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. I'm old, and you haven't hit puberty. Whatever. That's okay. It is what <laughs> it is. It is what it is. No, you're right. Taylor Swift returning to the voice as a mentor for season 17. Yeah. I'm excited about this. You know, Taylor took a, a couple of a uh, year or so where she just 
it really took a hit. Got trashed a lot. Yeah. You know, it took a lot of heat and some shit. It's nice to see her come back, have a, a huge album. The album's doing really well. Mm-hmm. And just kind of make a nice resurgence, yeah. you know? I think she's one of those where she's like an actually good person but yeah. a lot of people like to hate on her yeah exactly and why That's, you know i yeah, mean no idea. i get it i mean a lot of people were like you know i guess pissy with her because she was being successful by dogging other people right. if you will by former yeah, relationships or whatever but i mean come on who doesn't do that shit yeah. and by the way she's proven that she can do an album without dog and one exactly. and this might be end up being her, her most successful yeah. album yeah a lot of people are saying it's her best exactly. but i think it might be financially her most successful yeah and you said it she's just a decent like you know you don't hear enough about these stories i think but like what she had done recently for the young fan who was going through cancer or whatever and she did a gofundme page because her parents we're having a hard time you know paying for the medical bills and everything and taylor fucking paid all the medical bills right like donated the entire amount they were asking for on gofundme yeah i mean who does that you hear about these things all the time with taylor swift but i don't think she gets enough attention for that as opposed to the other crap that people want to dog on her for so well well done taylor swift i'm looking forward for you coming back on the show i think you know it's good to see yeah definitely definitely and if you want to come on our show i mean whatever i mean yeah let's talk about it come on anytime you want to shit that'd be awesome right oh yeah we're all huge fans definitely definitely well we're not huge fans of our racial jokes (laughs) because those are super (laughs) fucked up and they can offend a mass group of people uh and it's just super wild well we all saw that snl they sent out their new casting list who was hired and then one was fired real quick (laughs) yeah yeah because an old podcast video came out of shane gillius who is was a comedian or he still is a comedian, let's be honest, because he just performed after the incident. <laughs> but true. he's never going to uh, no, fulfill no. the hype now because he was no. fired. Yeah. But he made some raci- uh, racist remarks on a podcast in 2018 about uh, Chinese people. And he called them the C word and uh, as in the racial remark. And it was just super fucked up. And he didn't – I felt like he didn't say it in a joking way. He was very blunt, very stern about it. So – I took offense to it, but then several several other uh, prominent comedians from uh, SNL alumni like Rob Snyder and Norm MacDonald and several others that weren't on SNL, other comedians that weren't on SNL, um, came out to defend him saying it was just comedy. But I think that right now, since it is such a sensitive time, there's sometimes and there's some things that you just should not poke fun at. Right. And it just, it is what it is. I think Dave Chappelle does a really good way to make fun of people's, and it's not even really making fun of people's sexualities. It's just how he thinks, or he portrays the certain sexuality things, or that's the stereotype or whatever. But uh, when it comes to race, I think that's just something you just have to lay off of right now. Yeah. It's really interesting to me because, uh, you know, uh, it's. It, I'm glad you brought up Dave Chappelle because he made the point of saying, you know, it, it's not 
the comedy that's changed. It's everything else that's yeah, changed. Agreed. And I think that's true because if you look back in the day, I mean, shit, Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. um, and let's just go even further back. You know, Richard Pryor, Don Rick, Don Rickles made a fucking huge lifelong career, okay, out of insulting everybody. Yeah. And he made racial jokes and yeah. homophobic slurs and like, I mean, he was nasty. Exactly. Uh, but it was okay, right? Because uh, you know people understood that it was comedy, right? But now times have kind of shifted, and we're putting the emphasis on equality and yeah. and and this and and so society has shifted, not yeah. so much the comedy, the comedy of it, and and so, but. I feel like if you are a comedian in today's era, and he's you know not not a long term long stay, he's kind of a newer. Yeah, you have to understand that where society is these days. Agreed. And you have to understand that maybe what was okay for Don Rickles is not okay for you. Agreed. And you got to find a way, which Chappelle has done recently on his new you know comedy to to be you, but go also around what's going on in society. I just, I just, you know, you got to walk the line. Exactly. And I mean, there's a huge Asian culture movement right now. Mm -hmm. We've seen it, you know? So to pick that particular joke in a time where this is a big thing might not have been the smartest move. I agree. You just got to, you got to be a little smarter. He did apologize on Twitter and he said, if anyone wants to reach out to him saying they were personally offended, he will especially uh, apologize to you. Like, so, I mean, that's pretty cool. At least he's owning up to his shit because he recognizes that his shit does indeed stink. Yes. Um, But since then he has made a return to the stage in New York city where he lives uh, making jokes about it, but <laughs> one joke that I thought was kind of funny and kind of interesting taste. Um, he, I guess, he's getting death threats because of this shit. Sure. Yeah, and he's reading all the death threats in an Asian voice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's why that was one of his jokes. And I was like, all right, sir. All right. At least you're brave enough to get back up on that stage because it's like literally right after this came out. And right. I'm surprised people aren't attacking you right after it. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, see what happens. I mean, everyone deserves a second chance. I firmly believe that. So see what happens. Yes. Uh, w- Everyone except for like a couple people. <laughs> yeah. Like I, we, we didn't actually have this scripted, but I saw it today and I'm just going to throw this out there. Harvey Weinstein's attorney, one of his attorneys, and she happens to be, you know, female, which smart move on his part because you're trying yeah. to, you know, show. Oh, she was actually on CBS this morning talking to Gail King, and she was literally trying to get sympathy for Harvey Weinstein. She said, look, no matter what happens, if we get a not guilty verdict, if we walk out of that courthouse and come onto the stairs and he's found, his life is over. It's ruined. He'll never be Harvey Weinstein again. And like he's been doing he's this a, shit since uh, yeah, the seventies. Exactly, he's a fucking scumbag rapist. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't care if they do find him not guilty. When seventy or more people accuse you of it, yeah. and there's videos and there's all this kind of stuff or whatever, you are what you are. And I'm sorry if your life is ruined, but you ruined it your fucking self. Exactly. So that for her to even be out there, what a disgrace, yeah. man. Like, oh, so that's one that 
doesn't deserve yeah, a second no, chance. Fuck no, him. Seriously. Fuck him. Seriously. Anyway, now I'm yeah, back yeah. on to something more fun. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters. <laughs> Guess who's coming back? Dan Aykroyd. Yes. yes. He confirms yes. he would be in the film, which is by no surprise, because he's the one that kind of leaked that this film was coming. Yeah, and he was so. the one that was also kind of not too thrilled with the other yeah, one. So he kind of, yeah. I, ha- I did hear, though, that he reached out and kind of settled that oh, with really? Paul Faggy, yeah, and like, you know, kind of was like, hey, okay, yeah. we're going to move on past it or whatever yeah. or whatever. So that's Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson. Mm-hmm. So, and rumor has it they're working hard to get Bill Murray. Yeah. And I think if Dan, come on, yeah, know, Dan's right? going to get Bill. Right. You can't do it without, I mean, I know. you know, I so, um, yeah. And I mean, shit, if you have all of the original Ghostbusters back, okay, and then, oh, Paul Rudd, yeah. what the fuck, this is going to be huge, I'm just saying, man. I'm so excited. Uh, yeah. I wonder what it's going to be called, because right now they're just calling it Ghostbusters 2020. I know, I know. So, <laughs> I Please do a be better called. job than that. Yeah, Ghostbusters Plus. Right, like shit. <laughs> Let's just throw the plus behind oh, it. No, damn. please don't, so don't. Funny. But yeah, just something, That's it's something. Hilarious, hilarious. Well, the big guy, the big guy known as Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, you know how he's basically everywhere. He's a DJ. He also has... <laughs> he's a DJ. Yes. He's a commentator. He's an actor. He He's actually tried to, I think, do a rap album. Yeah. He's a sheriff. He's a deputy yeah. sheriff. Like, yeah. what the fuck does he he's not do? He's got a gold do? rap album. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, like, like, what does he not do? I know. I, I mean... He's freaking I, everywhere. He's everywhere. Well, he gets a co-production deal with Backroads Entertainment to develop scripted and non-scripted series. His initial focus is going to be on game shows, comedy, and family entertainment for the U.S. and international broadcasters. This is super awesome because, honestly, I just want Shaq to host Family Feud. I can, like, Shaq would be hilarious right? hosting Family Feud. Like, um, I'm, I'm Shaq about hosting this. any game show would be hilarious. I know. Just, I mean, that. yeah, that would be, like, epic yeah um oh man just had like a really bad thought but you know i was just saying oh shit what what kind of like how awesome would jeopardy be with Shaq? right but then that just made me think you know if you guys missed it alex trebek uh had a little setback he's back in chemotherapy Mm -hmm. and um you know so best wishes to him uh, you know, but uh, yeah. Anyway, but Shaq, back to the upside of it. You know, he would be pretty damn funny in like he's so hilarious yeah. with how he is. Yeah. You know. Um. So yeah, the family entertainment I think suits yeah. him perfectly. I Agreed. think it would be great. Agreed. As long as he doesn't try to do steal again. God, <laughs> right. Bad. That was a bad. That one. was really bad. That oh my bad. goodness. Well, this next one is really bad because we we teased <laughs> swipe it at, left. Yeah, we teased swipe left. <laughs> popular dating app and hookup app tinder is set to release its own adventure title or type of original series in early october it's gonna be on the uh the app actually that is fucking stupid oh my gosh uh the series is set against an appending apocalyptic and uh, apocalypse and one of the insiders noted and asked the question who would you spend your last night alive with 
I, what? Who? Can, mm, uh, like, yeah, I don't. Excited. I don't understand this. Is it, are they using this as a promotional tool for for Tinder? I like, know. I don't get it. Like, are they gonna have this cast? And oh my gosh, the apocalypse is gonna hit and everything. And oh, I, I gotta have sex before I die. And then they pull up the Tinder app and like swipe left, right. swipe right. Like, like is that is ad. this literally what it's gonna? Who would you spend your last night with? Yeah. It wouldn't be with somebody on Tinder. Exactly. Well, I mean, exactly. I, I just what it, the fuck? I know it's still untitled it's a six episode project and it just wrapped production in mexico city and it was directed by a newbie director to film and television karina evans who normally directs music videos and she directed two huge music videos for drake in my feelings and nice for what which nice for what had a whole bunch of stars in it so i don't know if she had anything to do with the casting so like yeah that was my next question like who stars in it people right. from tinder exactly like, i mean they just go through and grab people from tinder be I like know. you want to be in the show i, know. <laughs> I mean so you're bad. our tinder favorite let's yeah. Yeah. you've had so many swipe lefts we're gonna swipe right I you're know. gonna star our show like i i don't i don't know it's so weird like it's you know so uh, i don't i don't see this going back past the first season they oh this i is hope so not weird. i seriously hope that if we have just like fallen so far as a society that this would be a hit right i don't even know what to think about that I like know. seriously it's crazy man it's ridiculous hell yeah swipe left i have swipe left which ends up our industry news man <laughs> there was a lot of shit that broke this week but we appreciate y'all for coming to get a little crazy with us now it is time for the top five songs that should be movies we wanted to mm. cross paths a little bit with movies and music man there's a lot of songs that just tell a story yeah like yeah. there i mean so many to come to mind but we wanted to only pick five it wasn't like the huge 80th episode where we did 10 guests yeah <laughs> uh, but th- we wanted to stick to our five method and whew, it was rough it was rough uh my number one or one of my ones is living on a prayer mm. by bon jovi could sh- for sure see that just a couple just trying to get by trying to make it happen on a prayer like literally doing everything they can to succeed in life so it is what it is um 18 to life by skid row where the dude where like the high school kid is just going down a rebellious path and like finds his dad's gun and kills him it's super wild like i've we've noticed or at least i've noticed in mind that all of mine are pretty dark all the songs yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like they they'd be some pretty dark dramas um because this next one is no better janie's got a gun yeah yeah, you have a theme going (laughs) i know like shit i'm I really do. Holy shit. These last three, because now it's Hey Joe by Jimi Hendrix, which See? it's when a guy finds out his wife is cheating, so he goes and shoots her. Um, but the last one is kind of a, like the underdog story, Blowing in the Wind by Bob Dylan. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, that's a very underdog, like just trying to get back on the right track after such a crazy past. Sure. So, sure. you know, it is what it is. Okay. My, mine's a little over the map. Yeah. Uh, Jesse's girl. Yeah. Because that would make a great, right? Here's this guy and he can't win at love. And here's his best friend who's got like this amazing, awesome girlfriend. And he's just like, man fuck if i had I her know. you know who that's everybody's been in that situation yeah. i think it would make a great romantic comedy or Agreed. you know a buddy a buddy type film or Agreed. whatever I, I think it would be great um 
keeping along those lines and that kind of thing, Jack and Diane. Yeah. You know, the two young up and coming kids who just trying to live life and, yeah. and, and you know, have a, a kick ass, rebellious youth, yeah. you know, that right on the cusp of moving into adulthood, but yeah. trying to hold on to their youth for a little bit. Yeah. I think that'd be a great one. Definitely. Um, angry all the time. Mm, yeah. Um, this about a, a, a couple that's like, you know, gone they're 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 basically done yeah you know getting a divorce the 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 kids are grown and 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 they're basically kind of still in love but just have lost their kind of away or whatever i just feel like there's so much of that going on in the world today and if you go and listen to the lyrics of that song especially the tim mcgraw version of it it's really solid i think it would make a really good drama you know film uh and then these two i just i mean okay Candle in the Wind. Yeah. Because I'm a huge, huge, huge Marilyn Monroe fan. Yeah. And for me, I just don't think they've gotten it right yet. Yeah. Michelle Williams was really close. There's been a couple of uh, movies that are like kind of, sort of, maybe on the right track. But for me, just not yet. They haven't nailed it yet. I would love to see the whole... um, mafia killed her kind of like just go into yeah. that kind of a yeah just everything everything about it i just said that and my last one because of bohemian rhapsody because of rocket man fucking piano man yeah seriously. how awesome would a biopic be with billy joel seriously filled with billy joel's music and talk about a life that yeah. this guy's had i mean he made no secret about the alcohol and drug problems yeah. and all the kind of stuff tumultuous you know ending to the marriage with christy brinkley and all the kind of i mean i think it would make one hell of a fucking epic drama agreed and and with the music come on man right anyway that's yeah. that's that's my five i know somebody do a, a please a piano man right and that's what you call it piano Man. exactly that because that's the title so i mean if good. not epic fail hell yeah hell yeah all right let's head over to box office recap oh man f i gotta say uh, hustlers <laughs> did got more than i thought but uh, yo, not by a lot. Mm. i still don't think it's an oscar mm. uh, contender in my opinions but i'm gonna be honest <laughs> about it i'm not gonna go see it no so. no no i'm swiping left on that also yeah, exactly was it the same people no no it's not no, the same it's people not. it's not the same people no, no no it chapter two came in at number one with 39.6 million i predicted 35 to 40 million Hustler came in at 33.1 million. I predicted 35 to 30 million. Oh, hello. hello. Hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, number three was Angel Has Fallen. I did not get that one right. That came in at 4.5 million. Number four was Good Boys. I did not get that one right. It was 4.2. And number five was Lion King with 3.6. And I did not get that one right. And I really think what screwed me over this week was the Goldfinch, that one with um, Ansel Eggert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, it just bombed, man, which sucks because it's a very story-driven drama. And, and it's Ansel Eggert, yeah. who's, like, fantastic. And exactly. I'm, he'll recover, though, because apparently Baby Driver 2 is in the works, and yeah. he, he'll be fine. He'll yeah. be fine. But apparently, though, uh, they're saying it could that could potentially be the worst – box of box office opening bomb ever in the history of like movie like wow. apparently really it was just yeah damn yeah that bad yeah. financial performance wise so yeah. 
Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, that, that is not a distinction you want. No, like, no. Seriously, like, seriously. Well, there's some new movies coming out this week. You got the Downtown Abbey movie that I know that's a cult following, cult classic. Uh, my manager at my day job loves it, which is super weird because he's a huge, big old fat guy. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Different strokes, different <laughs> folks. Uh, you also got the latest Rambo Last Blood yes. coming out this week. And Ad Astra with Brad Pitt. Mm. Um, remember, Diana Bermudez is in Rambo Last Blood. Yes, So be that's sure right. to check her out in that. Try to find her. So I'm excited for that. And movies you can still go see are It Chapter 2, Hobbs and Shaw, uh, Hustlers, Angry Birds 2, 47 Meters Down, uh, Angel Has Fallen, and a select other theaters, The Goldfinch, Ready or Not, Overcomer, and some others. But... Number one this week, I think, is going to be Downtown Abbey, just because it's it's been a long time coming, I guess, and like I said, the cult following, so I think that one's going to get around 20 to 25 million. Number two, I actually think, will be Rambo Last Blood with 15 to 20 million. Number three, I think, will be Ad Astra with around 15 to 20 you're, million. Okay, so you're putting the Brits and Rambo in front of Brad Pitt. I am. Wow. Yeah. I wow. just feel like that's a very targeted audience. And Ad Astra? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not Gravity with Sandra Bullock. Uh, it's true. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, now you know you know you thought Hustlers might have been number one, but it was number two. It, I mean, it's true. I, it, it's true. It, did, it took Friday, but you're right. Then it flailed off. So. Yeah. But uh, number four, I think, because uh, people think Ad Astra is actually going to be number four this week. Wow. Yeah. I wow. mean, if you look at Box Office Pro, they think, they're thinking number four. Um, so I have high hopes for it, or at least higher hopes for it. Um, number four, I think, will be Hit Chapter Two with around fifteen to twenty million. Number five, I think, will be Hustlers with around ten to fifteen million. See what happens, man. We'll yeah. see what happens. Like yeah. it, that's a gutsy prediction. Yeah, I mean, we're we're in the slump right now, so it's getting a little it's bit true. more difficult. <laughs> it's true. So I mean, it's I don't true. think anything's going to be majorly successful until. I mean, honestly, I don't even know right now. Ford versus Ferrari, mm. maybe mm. around fifty. Um, Joker, Joker, that one. I I don't think it's cracking a hundred. I don't know though. Maybe it's tracking eighty two right yeah, now, and that. it seems to go up. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, but. same here, same here. And then I mean, you got um, beautiful day in the neighborhood coming around yeah, around Thanksgiving. Yeah. Mm. I think. I don't – that one might crack 100, but then again, it might not. I don't know. That one – that one's going to be interesting. But like I said, we're in the slump right now, so sure. it's kind of a slower box office sure. situation. Well, now it is time for the IMDb Pro Top Trenders. Oh, man. This app is just absolutely amazing. Every single day we get to check this app for the latest and greatest Hollywood news that break on any of the trades out there. Oh my goodness. You can track the latest movies that are about to come out. What's in production, pre-production, development, anything like that. You can track your favorite actor, your favorite film, how much money your favorite film has ever made, what locations that film was shot in. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's super amazing. If you're an up-and-comer in the entertainment industry, we definitely recommend you get this app. Uh, For the top trending movie this week, by no surprise, it's It Chapter Mm, 2. I mean, it made the realms. It, like... Walked back and down the path. It 
There was a lot of talk about it, but honestly, I don't think it'll be number one next week. No, I, I, I don't think so either. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's really good, yeah. but it's not as good as the first one. Yeah, and, I mean, and, I was kind of disappointed, but it's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying. Just saying. Uh, the top trending TV show is the Amazon Prime original, Carnival Row, which... We did. I had no idea. We didn't know. Have no idea what this thing was about. But I watched the trailer this morning, and oh, mm, Orlando yeah. Bloom is a human, and he's dating a fairy. <laughs> like, okay, it's basically um, uh, these. I forget mystical creatures. That's the word sure, I'm looking for. Sure. Mystical creatures and humans living amongst each other mm-hmm. in London. It looks like so. Oh. It's interesting. Man. Now, did he find this fairy on Tinder? Uh, maybe. No, I, I, I mean, I'm just saying. We don't know. Swiped right. That's right. He's... Swiped right on the fairy. Okay. Oh, goodness. And with the top trending movie being It Chapter 2, of by course. no surprise, the top trending star is Bill Skarsgård. And, man, I saw a – or I didn't see. I read an interview with him um, about It, and he just – talked about how that character just completely kind of changed him as a person which i mean makes sense yeah what the hell it's all these psychotic clowns man that's what it It changes everybody (laughs) joker fucking pennywise if you play a psychotic clown you're you're fucked yeah just like that's the way it is yeah positive vibes man positive vibes oh goodness well now let's transition into the imdb pro tart Chart toppers. Chart the top- Chart toppers. <laughs> music. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh goodness! The top vinyl album sales goes to K the K twelve soundtrack. Um, the top digital album sales go to Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone. Mm. The top streaming song is still Ransom by Lil Tecca. The top digital song sales is still Truths by Lizzo. Mm. Um, the top radio song is still Senorita by Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello because that one's just playing everywhere. That's oh, the yeah. one that is all over the radio stations. Literally, you can hear that on three different radio stations each time you switch oh, over yeah. to another oh, yeah. one. Um, the artist of the week is Post Malone by no surprise because he also has the Billboard Top 200 albums with his Hollywood Bleeding so bravo to him he's making way but honestly in my opinion this is my least favorite of one of his albums because it's just commercial and i feel like he's talking about nothing just to be honest about it um and for the third week in a row it is for the hot 100 it is lizzo truth hurts congratulations to her she is rocking and rolling making a nice little name in the entertainment industry she is all about equality and promoting um stuff um (laughs) stop yeah promoting healthy body weight and just being confident with yourself because i mean well there you go yeah she is very awesome with just being happy with yourself that's what i'm trying to say just being happy with yourself because that's what it's all about just do it like be happy with yourself 
No matter what. No matter what. Don't no matter. play psycho clowns. No. If you're a character actor, like you get into character, you stay in character, yeah. don't be a psycho clown. Don't be a psycho like, clown. Cl- clearly there's issues with this. Yeah. Like, you know, if you can't turn the shit off, there's an issue. <laughs> exactly. Just be happy. <laughs> yeah, don't be a psycho clown and don't work for Tinder. No, like, don't work for Tinder. Oh, my it's, goodness. The apocalypse is coming. Get like, Tinder. Yeah, right. Well, like, like, that, that's fuck? my first thought. Yeah. So Life weird. is ending as we know it. Get so Tinder. So fucking weird. Well, anyway, guys, thank <laughs> Thank you so much for streaming along and getting crazy with us on episode 84 of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Make sure to follow us on social media at Crazy Ant Media on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, anywhere you have social media. We also have social media, so go ahead and like, give us a follow, subscribe, all that good shit. Oh, yeah. And make sure to follow us both personally, myself, at Fantastic on all social media platforms and... Crazy Ant Guy 1970. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We are everywhere and we are very opinionated. You might agree with us. You might not. Tell us why you don't agree with us on some situations. We like to have conversations because we it's do. all about open dialogue. We and, do. I mean, it's not – you're not going to hurt our feelings. It's just like no. – it's just a conversation, man. It's just yeah. a conversation. It's true. Exactly. It's just like a tango and cash. I'm four. Oh, are God. you? Don't do I'm, it. I'm only don't four. Do I'm only four if Terry Hatcher is on board yeah. though. That like I said, yeah, you know, yeah. see those type things. We have opinions. Yeah. Tell us what you think. Right. Like, you know, right. does anybody yeah. want Tango and Gash? Uh, no, <laughs> no. Goodness gracious. Well, subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, and so many other major platforms. And visit our website, crazyandmedia.com, to keep up with what we are doing with our production company. We got some great stuff coming from mm. Tavia Marinovich. She yes. is rocking and rolling. Rolling on the writing side of things, man. She is just killing it right now. We appreciate all that she does. You can check out her professional bio on our website. You can check out our personal and professional bios on our website. Um, And you can head over to our merchandise page, like we said at the top of the show, to get hats, bags, sweatshirts, hoodies, tank tops, anything you need in your closet. We gotcha, man. We gotcha. So get crazy, stay crazy, and Oprah!